So I'm here with Brett and Alex and Andrew and Shara, and um, this is the flagship launch for conversations about work in the framework of humanity at work. I want to guide this with as gentle a hand as I can. So just real quickly, I'll give you my my take on that. And then whoever wants wants to take it away, because I can edit out people talking over each other. So I'm, I'm not going to worry about the technical side. But I am undoubtedly the oldest of the people here by far. So I grew up that you had to get a job. And the point of work was to make as much money as quickly as you could. And then you got married and had 2.3 children. And then you retired and you moved to Tampa. And then you kind of faded away. And there was very little conversation when I was growing up about work as anything other than what was expected of you, you had to do. And it was about accumulating stuff. Work was, a, was, was about getting money to buy stuff with. And early on in my life, I became a teacher. And obviously, that's not what teaching is about. So I guess I went against that current from the get-go. Um, so ever since then, work has been a real significant and um, confluent, you know, flowing together part of my life. It, is, it has never been something that's separate from how I see myself in, in any way. So that's kind of my very blurry, but the best I can do, read on how I see work other than just the money. So anybody else who wants to, you know, what do you see work either your current work or work that you may do someday as what does it, what does it fulfill for you? What does it, what does it do for you? And what don't you want it to do to you? Take it away. Well, let me, let me start off first. Thank you. Andrew. Okay. Um, I was raised by baby boomers, So I was raised on the same, pretty much on the same concept as you met where, you know, you go to work, you go to school, to get a job, you don't learn about the money or you don't learn about anything on the job in terms of how to communicate with people. Um, moving forward, since I have been working for myself up to date, you know, it's kind of the communication part with me when I look back on was lacking way back then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th th having that interaction, well, let's just say this. The new savvy word today is called um, cultural cultural fit, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, usually when we speak on them things and dealing with any organizational companies that looks for a person that is culturally fit to their company, you we think about what can they do to contribute to the company or to the company's culture. And what I find with that, what's wrong with that sometimes, not all the time, but what's wrong with that sometimes is what the supervisor would do, they would just pretty much fire you without any reason. But you will find out later that this is the reason that they will fire you because you're not a perfect fit with the company or a perfect contributor to the company. And what I want with that or to counter that is basically, you know, interact with your employees more so than just firing, just hiring and firing without saying anything. And, you know, cross-training. Cross-training is something that 
I didn't grow up, didn't grow up off of anyway. It was you go to work. You don't say nothing. Pretty much. You might talk during lunchtime if you have your little clique that you talk with. But other than that, um, dealing with doing cross training will be more helpful than just hiring and firing a person and just leave them out there to dry. It go, it brings that human factor in, you know, because you would never know. You never know if a person is just say, you know, quiet, standoffish or whatever. I mean, it could be many reasons why this person may be that way. Mm-hmm. And you have to communicate and try to deal with that person and work with them the best you can. I'm not saying baby them or hold their hand. I'm not saying that either, but I'm just saying it needs to be some kind of communication and some kind of bridge there dealing with the human factor when you're dealing with a person, if you want a person to contribute to your company or your organization. So that's basically what I want. Say what I don't want is, you know, people just to be hired and fired without with no concern with the person. Yeah. You know, it's it's more like a it's more like you're 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 destroying property, pretty much to me. That's how I look at it and feel about it. Instead of just instead of just communicating with that person. Thank you, Andrew. Alex? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, this is a great conversation, and, and thanks, everyone. And, um, you know, kind of similar, uh, you know, uh, for a long time and growing up, and, um, you know, I think about the first job I had, like, in high school, you know, working in the sporting goods store and even sort of more professional-type jobs out of college, Um for a long time, my relationship with the work is that it was something that was done to me. But a lot of what's changed is, is that it's, I'm no longer viewing it as something that's done to me, but something I, I participate in. And so that means like, you know, connecting with my, my colleagues in, in sort of different and, and deeper ways. It means, you know, playing a more active role in shaping what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And, um, and really kind of, uh, being more invested in it. And, you know, I, I am fortunate that I, I think the place I work now has, I'm able to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't think they ask for a transit transactional relationship, but certainly like that's, that's not what I'm, I'm after. And, and I've, I've realized that and I've started to actualize it too. Let me ask you a quick question, Alex. Um, have you noticed a, a uh, um, difference in the, the quality of your connection uh, since the lockdown? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I would say my, my connections are probably deeper, um, but, but not as wide. And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't bump into people at the water cooler um, at least not, you know, much. I, I mean, I guess very infrequently. Um, and so some of those, you know, sort of more second and third order relationships where it's like, oh yeah, I, I know this guy or I know this woman and I see them in the office every now and then. You know, those have, have pretty much faded away. But, um, you know, when I do connect with people, it, it's, it's on video calls, right? And, and a lot of them are small group or one-on-one. And um, in those conversations, I do think there's more of a chance, you know, there's there's no one else around. Right. And so it's easier to kind of connect on, on a more personal level. So I, I, I think, 
I think the connections have, have changed and, and there's probably fewer of them, but they're, they're, you know, as a general rule, a little deeper. Thank you, man. How about Shara or Brett or Taya? Oh, go, Brett. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go. So um, for, for those that don't know, um, I work with Alex. Uh, um, and I also want to say, I think it's awesome that Andrew and Shara own a small business. I mean, that's something I want to hope to do soon. Um, but for me, I think, you know, I've been working now for not the longest time, probably the shortest time um, out of most of people here. Um, but it's been, you know, going year three in the corporate world is what I'll call it. Um, and for me, it's been a noticeable shift, I think, in when I started to look at work differently. Um, and, and so basically how my kind of path has been is that I started in a program where um, it was very much like uh, you you kind of are speed dating through the company um, where you're kind of testing out different things. And that's actually how I had the chance to meet Alex. And, and, you know, I'm grateful we stayed connected from that short period of time. But I think, you know, that made it hard to necessarily always look forward to coming to work. I think, you know, necessarily not having my place um, or really kind of like feeling like a part of the team that, as as I like to say, and started doing some stuff uh, with a different team that Mm -hmm. I've been doing now for the last year, it's been a much more enjoyable experience I would put I think it's been something where it's not you know it's not dreading the next day it's looking forward to the next day um and that's partly because of what I get to do now it's it's a lot different than anything I was doing in the past um working with with technology but it's also um you know the fact that I have my place I have you know my people around me who have my back and I have theirs you know there's that sense of community um and and now it's kind of like I'm you know here and now it's about making those connections still you know, within my team, but also with, you know, a lot of the people I had to got a chance to work with in that speed dating period too. Um, and so since that point, you know, it's been a much better sense of community. It's like, we're all working towards the same thing when we log in each day, which, you know, I don't think a lot of other companies can say, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I think the people have kind of really stand out as, as why, you know, it's shifted is that, you know, it, it's such a good organization of, um, you know, people like Alex and, and others that, you know, want to communicate and want to, you know, to Andrew's point, not just hire and fire, but want to get to the bottom of what might be the issue is and, and kind of communicate through things. And I think that's the really nice thing about, you know, where I'm fortunate to work right now. One of the things you said, I think, um, was you talked about shifting from looking forward to work instead of um, um, dreading it, <laughs> dreading how to work. Is there, is there, any any sort of um, turning point in that in that move, which is a great move. Trust me, I understand. Was there anything in particular that can go? I think I think that happened because of. Yeah, like I like I said, and, and I know I talk fast, so I apologize for that. Um, but like I was trying to say, I think what really changed was once I um, once the rotational period kind of ended, and uh, right. I interviewed and, and got a full time position on a completely different team that I didn't really know anything about, but was you know interested in, in learning and getting up to speed as fast as I could with. Um, yeah. You know, the real thing that changed was okay. Now I know where I am, and I, I kind of have um, my team around me. Which you know, I'm a person who growing up always played sports. And so having that kind of consistency after kind of rotating around and bouncing around for that period of time, having that consistency is what really changed, you know, um, being able to work with the same people, build those relationships a little bit stronger um, and know that, you know, the things that I'm doing with these people are things that are going to help in the future too. It's, you know, it's, it's more certain what that future looks like. It's not, you know, what I was doing, which was kind of rotating around waiting to see what opportunity might be next. 
Thank you. Thank you, Brett. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see yeah. who hasn't gone yet. Hmm. It'll be us. <laughs> okay, so we've been making some notes and um, just sort of um, thinking about thinking about things whilst um, you've all been speaking. And um, we particularly found that um, when Andrew was speaking about um, all shared his experiences about uh, getting a job and just working for the sake of very much just earning a crust, as it were. And also um, Alex mentioned that as well, uh, briefly. Um, we resonated with that and felt that that was the same for us and probably likely to be the same for many people across the generations. Um, so to, to add to that, we felt that um, for us, what we would like to see work look like is to um, really be about growth and a learning experience, you know, that involves more sort of structured training opportunities um, for career development. Um, and we also felt as well that um, in, in, in our past experiences, training has been quite limited. Um, and again, the communication's lacking. And um, we also felt as well that um, having a job, um, we felt for us, when we first started, was to gain better skills so that we could earn more money, so that we can kind of develop our own careers, etc. Um, but we found that um, to date, um, it's, we found it's been a bit more enjoyable experience and the learning has probably been, the learning curve for us has been a, um, a lot better as well um, in, since we've been running our own businesses, which we both do. Thank you. Thank you, Shara. Um, <laughs> there is something to be said for running your own ship or shop, I guess, if you're not a sailor as I am. So let me ask two questions. And, you, you know, you can do both. You can do either either or. One of them which occurred to me is as, as parents, right, either you are a parent or you will be a parent, let's assume that at some point – there are smaller versions of you wandering around. What would you like to tell your kids about work in order to give them the advantage of your experience about work, not just work and money, but work and spirit and work and emotions. And everybody I think has talked about connections, work and a sense of community. And then if you want to frame it a different way, Somewhere down the line, you're in charge, you're a boss or you're a senior executive or a division director or the CEO or, you know, whatever title you have. How could you model, you know, how could you show your people who like look up to you what what you think work could be best for them? So either or anywhere you want to go, like looking forward from now, how could you... How could you open doors for other people like your children or other employees as you rise up in the organization so that they can say, oh, you mean I can talk to you? Oh, you mean I can sign up for training so I can, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That would make it better. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I think for me, I would probably just want to share, tell them to probably I would share my experiences with them, sort of positive and negative. And I suppose in a way, I think because they've sort of seen me working, you know, throughout like her life, etc. she's got a really good indication of what that's like, whether she's seen it when it's been very stressful um, or when she's seen me just trying to sort of make it or 
I don't know if I've been a victim of redundancy or if things haven't gone very well and, and probably how I've communicated to her. Because I think over the years, would you say that I've communicated about work with you and shared sort of experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. And I, I think she's been privy to that um, quite a bit. Um, but I think going forward... I would want her to just sort of um, really just make the best of the opportunities that she has, you know, in terms of work and just really make the most of it and learn as much as she can and just, uh, you know, continue with that growth and save as much as she can as well, you know, from her earnings, et cetera, and just try and expand as well and, you know, create opportunities and, you know, and as well as for herself, but also for, for others as well where she can, you know, and, um, and pass on the knowledge. <laughs> pass it down. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Right. Um, I will share my experience and knowledge as well of work and what's what's pretty much to be expected. And the, and you know, and I think about the workplace as you know now being a small business owner, right. We have to share knowledge all the time. You have to collaborate. You have to share your thoughts on things. And I remember once upon a time where people were kind of scared to even go to the supervisor and just even share their knowledge because you don't want to get cussed out. You don't want to uh, feel like that you're trying to take his or her job. And, you know, you have to share that knowledge. And it reminds me before um, the pandemic, it was this lady who pretty much came out with the, you know, online meetings, you know, and she brought this to her company, um, to her supervisor, and they thought she was just crazy. And, you, you know, when 2020 hit, like three years after, it was like, oh, this is a good thing. And she made a lot of money from it. But no one, but because she was trying to share her knowledge, and I get the point where people just, might just shy, shy you away just because no one wants to hear that or you they might be fear, fear of taking their job or whatever. But no one should ever feel that way. Everybody should think it's an elevation versus just, oh, he's trying to take my job and he's trying to just do the most right now. But I would share, I would share knowledge and experience more so, you know, down to the T for my kids or any other company that I might collaborate with. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I grew up in a time where any organization withheld information. If you were a worker bee, you know, if you were in the trenches, however you want to frame it, you didn't, you weren't expected to understand or to, or to give feedback or to contribute. <laughs> you were expected to shut up and do your job. Right. Right. Brett or Alex? Yeah, you know, I, I would back to take it back to your question. I, I think I would answer it differently for, for my kids and then, you know, what I could do uh, cool. in the organization. So, you know, at the risk of like saying something incredibly corny, you know, like what lesson would I pass to my son about work? Um, you know, I, I don't know that anyone has said it better than, than the Beatles, right? Like the love you take is equal to the love you make. And it's like, the more you put into this thing, the more you're going to get from it. And if you view it as transactional, it will be transactional. Um, 
And so, and you know, maybe that's okay for some people. Um, I, I, I tried it and it, it didn't work for me. You know, as far as though, like the, the organization and, and what, what can we do and all that, you know, I, I, there certainly is um, something to, to connecting and, and, you know, coaching as many people as possible. But, you know, Brett, Brett mentioned like the athletics analogy. And I think that that, that holds true. And, you know, the, the two things that come to mind that related to that, like one is, is just teamwork and, and viewing yourself as, you know, part of a, a larger team and having that like real team first attitude. And, you know, it, it's when everyone's out for themselves, like it's really evident. And when folks are, are more focused on the collective rather than the individual, it, it, it really changes the dynamic and uh, it really creates like a one plus one equals three type of situation. And then the other piece of, of the athletics analogy that I think really fits is, is like coaching. And, you know, I, I think there really is something to focusing on, on developing other people in your organization. And there's lots of ways to do that. Um, you know, what, what I find that I get the most satisfaction from and actually helps me the most too is, is to you know, coach other, other people where I can. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. I, I find myself um, applying the lessons that, that I try to teach others in, in my own work, you know, and, and it's easy for me to say, uh, it, it, it's really easy to like give tips and things like that. And then, but, but what I find is, is the more that I do that, the more that I really try to work with other people, the, the more, the easier it is for me to apply those lessons that I'm, I'm trying to teach in my own work. And, uh, so it is kind of this, this you know, self-reinforcing thing where it's like, it, it actually makes me, uh, it not only does it give me, you know, a level of sort of personal satisfaction, but it also, I think, makes me better at my job when I try to help other people get better at theirs. Thank, Alex, thank you, man. Uh, several things that you said, which I don't want to let slip out of what's left in my brain. One is um, using the word love. You know, I do a lot of leadership work. And love is starting to come up as one of the topics to talk about in leadership. And I never thought that would happen in my lifetime because that's very, 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 very powerful. And the other thing I wanted to, to mention before Brett is um, the idea that when we mentor and coach and give others guidance, we also give ourselves guidance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get that when I started doing coaching and then all of a sudden I would finish coaching and I would think, boy, I hope that person learned as much as I just learned. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. All right, Brett, what do you got, man? Yeah, no. Um, so, so a lot of people described with, with my dad, it was very much like not talking much about work, which Mm -hmm. was fine. Right. Like it was, I think a choice he wanted to make just to not bring it bring it home with him um, because, you know, there were, was stressful times that would pull him away from certain things sometimes, but that's, you know, that's sometimes the nature of the beast, I think. And that's something that I always will truly hope to avoid um, as, as I kind of look to the future. Um, and I think, you know, everyone has said kind of uh, along the same theme of just wanting it to be something that's, you know, at least for their kids. And I'm, I'm not there yet in my life, but looking forward, I think I would want to set the example that it's not always something that, that, to Alex's point earlier that it's um, transactional. Um, I think the main thing that 
I'd want at least, you know, others to learn from just how I carry myself and how I talk about my work is that there's more to it than just the money. Um, and I think, you know, if it's not the people, it's also just the, the work. That, and I think the nice thing is, at least I've had the opportunity to be in some some areas where we can, you know, directly say the, the kind of things that we're doing that, that, you know, add value, at least from a satisfaction, personal satisfaction level, or even, you know, looking in, in kind of to different communities and seeing the difference that it makes. So, you know, I think for me, I, I want to be much more open about what I do for work and, and to a point where I think you know, I'm proud to talk about it and, and you know, excited to talk about it, which I don't think a lot of people can currently say. Um, and, you know, I think that comes, you know, from having new opportunities, you know, in, in your job or other jobs that, that you kind of seek out that, that keep you excited and keep you looking to ahead in, in what's next. But, you know, that complacency is always a factor and um, having to avoid that, I think, is what keeps you motivated to, to at least stay positive about it and, and want to be excited about what you're, you know, talking about. Thank you all. This is, I, I will make a copy of this and send it to you. It will be posted on our LinkedIn page and on the website and everything. Uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts about this, this amazing topic? I would just like to just thank everyone for um, sharing their experiences. And um, for what's really sort of been highlighted for me is that no matter where you are in the world and however old you might be, um, lots of the experiences seem to be commonplace. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. <laughs> I'm not going to work all my days till they're gone I'm just going to play my life like this song It might be small, but it's a crucial part Loving this life and creating art